you know, I just love waking up every morning like everyone else does, getting my dirty bean water and just staring out the window and thinking, another day, another being the very best that no one ever was, you know? Yeah, I you know? prefer clean bean water, but that's just me. Well, it's all dirty bean water, to be honest. You know, that cup of joe. Hmm. It's how masters fuel their day with dirty bean water. I am a master, so yeah, you're right. He says as he eats his what? Was that cereal in the bowl? It is cereal. Hell yeah. It's uh, gluten-free cereal because it's all made out of quinoa. This is going to have a very Saturday morning cartoon vibe energy to totally. it anyway, which is great. All right. Clap me off with one hand. That's exactly why I yeah, need Hell this. yeah. Welcome back to Webology, everybody. I am your nostalgic Professor Ricky. Hey, I'm Ethan from 1999. <laughs> oh, I don't even think... I, I think we have a lot of content to cover today, and I think we have some very hot, hot opinions. So we're just going to... We're just going to leave the intro out, and instead of doing a speaking of blank, we're just going to... I'm going to set the stage, take you back... To 1998. Mm. I was a wee lad of six, much like yourself, and I remember exactly where I was. I was 12, actually. What? <laughs> what? I was held back for six years. How, how was your midlife crisis going, my guy? I mean, I bought a house. Oh, my God. That's crisis going gangbusters for you, dude. <laughs> but yes, the year was 1998. Back where I was living in my earlier childhood, we had a Cinemark... Oh, down the hill, across the parking lot from a roadhouse restaurant. You know, the ones you can throw those little peanut shells on the ground. And I found that to be wildly freeing as a child. Of it was fucking great. Yeah. It's mom, like when you go to a baseball game, you're just like, oh, fuck these losers. Oh, I was looking at my dad and like, can I actually throw this on the ground? He's like, yeah, everyone's doing it. I'm like, <sighs> throw one. And then he's like, you're getting grounded. Yeah, you're grounded. You're, you're <laughs> fucking grounded. But after we got. Uh, the the champion's meal of chicken tenders and fries. We head over to the theater. I receive with my ticket my commemorative one of three Pokemon cards. Mine being you two at the time. I'd managed to trade for a Dragonite with the satchel because I'm a G like that in first grade. And then I sit down to watch what we're going to be talking about today. One of the two we're going to be talking about today. Pokemon, the first movie and Pokemon the Movie 2000. Yes. Taking it way back. And I think, actually, I want to come at this with an exercise, a wrinkly exercise, because what I want to try to be able to do is can we truly put nostalgia aside until the very, very end? Really look at these with a critical eye and objectively kind of review them for... What they are as, you know, uh, deep in the game weebs in 2023. And I think it'll be fun. I don't think it'll be fun because I, uh, I, I got some hot takes. Um, I do want to open up with a heavy disclaimer that said, I fucking love these movies. Right. I really, really do. We may about to get into shit on territory for the comedy and for a bit of critical eye objectivity. But please know that this is the gambit 
right? This is the gambit. We're not shitting on your childhood. We're not shitting on your love of the past of these movies. They mean a lot to me, particularly. Um, but we're doing so because I think it's a really fun kind of dichotomy of taking something that is so beloved within our own brains and then really giving it that cold, hard steel of analytics, you know? Yeah, I think it was... Um, I just kind of want to set the stage for myself, at least for you guys, is like, you know, I played, obviously, Pokemon from red, blue, yellow. Jesus, yeah. Um, so days. that's really like this generation, right? Those came out in 98, and this movie came out in 99. So, I mean... It's pretty interesting how quickly they, they really try to capitalize on that. It um, would show games because I'm pretty sure yellow was a response to Ash and Pikachu. Sorry, you meant red and blue first. Red and blue. No, that's what I'm saying. No, no. So red and blue came out first, then the show, then yellow. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. I got all three at the same time because my mom didn't know how Pokemon worked. Ah. So I got all three of them and I lament the day that I opened all three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It was it was we're worth kids. it. We're kids, of course. We because of kids. course, there's like there's essentially version locked Pokemon, which right, right. I was able. So shout out to my dad because he actually played Red version Sick. entirely through. Sick. And then we and I played Blue, and then we just traded like the Pokemon we needed to trade to get that perfect Pokedex. God, your dad's such a real one with that shit. And God then, damn it. Um, we also played and got Missing No on oh, Cinnabar Island. You actually managed to pull off Missing No. I did, and then Sick. I made the ultimate mistake and put him in my PC box and ruined the game. Oh, literally you hate- bricked my fucking Blastoise. <laughs> Missing brick the whole damn thing. Yeah, that was. Um, I mean, my. I think honestly, like my f- to this day, the most poignant Pokemon memory was realizing that gold and silver had Kanto in it. Right. That literally blew my fucking like eight year old brain out of my ears. I beat Red finally. And then I just had the other game exposed to me. Brilliant. Brilliant. I, I genuinely believe like this is the real heyday of Pokemon. The like, I think up until Emerald, it was still like phenomenally well done game wise. Oh, oh my God. Ruby Sapphire could honestly be my all time favorite Pokemon, like mainline Pokemon games. My favorite is Emerald just because I liked the like the option to get all of the um, like special legendaries in every game you know what i mean hell yeah yeah yeah. like in um crystal you could get suicune yeah but you could get both um hoho and lugia that's right yeah yeah, yeah. and you can get all the uh ente raiko and um, i honestly never have caught a fucking legendary dog really they're just bitches to get they are bitches to get and there's um, then there's the reggies it's a whole thing i got all them guys yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and i was going for the like you know how you had to have like a Relicanth in front of your party and like some other Pokemon to get all the rest of them. What a wild concept. Yeah, to have Whale too. Lord or whatever. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the point is, we were I was really deep into the games. Um, I remember obviously going to this movie just like you did in theaters down the street, actually. Hell yeah. Um, but one thing you omitted is the ancient Mew card that you are also allotted. Oh, uh, I, w- which I still have in a box downstairs in the, in the garage. Yes, I still have it as well. Fuck yeah. So, I mean, and that, funny enough, that card has a pivotal plot point in one of these motherfucking movies. Um, but the point being, I, and then just like in general, I thought it was, it's really cool and smart way to try to get people both engaged in your game, like your card game, and engage in like your anime movie series, and like ideally 
it, it felt like a really well done like funnel. Like play our video, our computer, you know, our Game Boy games. Play our um, card game. Watch yeah. our movies and, and watch it, our show. It like, felt like there was like a they bought us in to like going to see it. As a kid, it can be all encompassing, right? Right. Video games, boom, Pokemon's there. You want to collect with your friends, boom, Pokemon's got you. You want something on TV on Saturday and the big screen, boom, boom, one, two, double punch. Like they have cemented themselves in this entire generation of kids to the point where doing a little research, it is the second biggest media franchise in the world with $71 billion in total revenue since 1996. Number one is Garfield. Number one is Winnie the Pooh. I thought it was Garfield. $73.7 billion Winnie the Pooh franchise, but that year of inception was 1924. So literally, it had nearly 50 years of lead time sorry 70 years of lead time on probably Pokemon. where it made all its hay too. i was gonna say all, all is around this adjusted there. for fucking inflation or something i maybe maybe it, it must be. be it must be yeah, yeah yeah of course um so as you can see pokemon is near and dear to our hearts and i mean there's the, still no better feeling i think that i've ever had than uh, going to like a store and getting a pack of cards to this day when we had that booster kind of fi- like fixation no, no, no. i mean like when i was a little kid oh my god and i was like begging at sto- toys r us just to get a pack of cards from the fossil set you know what i mean like just like the early early days of like pokey fever absolutely and then those like little um those bumpers that WB kids would play where all the Pokemon would like, I don't know, pop out of like fucking water towers and shit. You know what I mean? It's just like that period in time. And I'm just showing this cause I've got a lot of pokey bias, obviously. Like I recall this all through extremely rosy colored glasses. So the, of all the things we could possibly try to set our nostalgia aside, the simping, the bias, all of it, and put it on a shelf for a moment and just evaluate this centerpiece, this linchpin pillar even of that fandom of our childhood. It's kind of an interesting exercise, and I have come absolutely prepared with some fucking notes. Yeah, you're lock cocked and ready to jock it. Let's go. So we're going to start with Pokemon All right, the don't first. Put, don't point that finger gun. At hold the on now. Hold on. Oh, this is, oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> well, don't make me use these. Ba- I'm going to holster them. Yeah, for you now. should. But if I hear one bad fucking opinion out of you, Ethan, I, think, I, I, mm, I actually think you're going to have the pretty aggressive opinions on this. I don't know. We'll see. I do know. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I'm going to bury the lead. But yeah, Pokemon the first movie, 1998. Nine. It, no, 1999 was uh, Pokemon the Movie 2000. I looked this up. Fun fact. <laughs> How's that possible? The games came out in 98. I, I think that may not be right. Like, I think it came out in like, 90, like 97. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Number 95. I yeah, think. yeah. 95 was when everything started in Japan, and then it kind of went from there. So all this, all that to be said, we have the first movie. Are you sure it's not 99? I looked it up, and it was like, parentheses, 1999. We'll do this right because I know now. nine months later, two thousand comes out. Pokemon two thousand. Pokemon the first movie. Mewtwo strikes back again forever. Pokemon the first movie is a nineteen ninety eight Japanese anime fantasy adventure film. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe in Japan. Oh, in Japan, you're right. It, okay, fair enough. It, it first came out in July eighteenth, nineteen ninety eight, in Japan. Well, well, well. 
Guess we can well, guess we can meet there. I guess we, we're both right. Guess we're both obviously right. In any case, and always have been, really. And always will be, <laughs> obviously. So, rewatching this back, I haven't I haven't seen this movie in probably 8 years. I've watched it like right after uh kind of like right at the end of college, so it's right about 8 years at this point. It's uh yeah, it's got some problems. <laughs> it's kind of, it's a little, again, shelving it. It's a little mid. Like, I, I think, you know, they were, Pokemon was just like starting. It wasn't just, yes, it was just starting its rise into global phenomenon kind of territory, but that growth was exponential. So, I mean, like, it was just zoop, like growing up. And I can see kind of writing on the wall, it's this felt very rough draft of how to structure a Pokemon movie because they get very formulaic as we go on. If I remember them all collect correctly, three, three through five is very clear in my memory. This first one, it's very, very light on any kind of it, on, on like stakes and all that stuff. Like, and I know it's for kids and it's obviously like there, but I mean, like, I don't know. What was your initial thought actually watching it back for the first time in uh, a hot minute? So initially I'm thinking, wow, this actually looks really fucking good. I was going to say, I shockingly think visually, good. It was very beautiful. Like they started off with, for whatever reason, just like really, um, like almost ethereal looking scenes. Yeah. You know I would I mean? say some of the set design, like the, right. like, like the place, the place Mewtwo's fucking new Island castle was fire. Like weirdly Lovecraftian beautiful. Like it, it had like a, almost like a, bio element to it it, like, it did look a little bit like uh like a sci-fi yeah like what they'd imagine a psych like always oh, psychic let's make the whole thing like this kind of fucking yeah. ethereal abstract looking let's make thing it from dune yeah so i mean before i go into some of my gripes i have about it very light stage setting we have ourselves if you're a member of pokemon fans and if you're not there's 151 of the original pokemon a hundred 50, <laughs> 150 and 151 are Mew and Mewtwo. Mew is considered at the time to be like the progenitor Pokemon, like the purest, the original. We know this now. The lore has expanded wildly. We have fucking Arceus God at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> with the God of all Pokemon. Mew's looking like chum change at this point in what? Gen 27? Whatever gen we're in now. I don't know. <laughs> like and, I said, I could after Emerald. And Mewtwo is the creation of the horrors of humanity and science to not just clone Mew, but to augment Mew. Mew 2.0, if you will. Mew 2.0, if you will, even further obviously um we have mewtwo waking up with sentience talking to himself and to you others are around as him. well yeah you are mew also <laughs> if there's only a catchier way we can say that mew so hmm. hmm we'll workshop it we'll workshop it first seeds basically scientists like welcome to the world mewtwo you're a bastardization of like a dead pokemon and the horrors of humanity science and ingenuity um we wanted to create the world's most powerful pokemon and we succeeded actual quote from the movie then mewtwo is get out, gotten a hold of by g money easy g head of team rocket and rocket incorporated himself giovanni and uh, he's like brah fam let's be partners come on right let's make a deal together he goes, these, these evil, disgusting, yeah, the absolutely evil. grimy scientists. Those little beta cucks wanted to just use you. They were afraid of your power. But with me, 
we can we can do some real we can take over the world. Yeah, let's us do it together. And he goes, I don't need you to take over the world, pussy. And he's like, but I'm rich. Yeah, he's right. Like, you okay, have, you have the power of the mind, but I have the power of money. How's <laughs> money. that, money, buddy? So he slaps him in a suit. Put, like starts using Mewtwo for his own things. Mewtwo's like, uh-uh, fam, I don't like this. This is what lies are, deceit. Because he's kind of a baby. He's literally an infant to the world. Yeah, I, it's it's kind of an interesting thing to, I don't know. I, like, I, I think nostalgia is obviously going to play a role here. But what I think I really want you to try to do as well is just put your mind into like 1999 Nothing good was going on, right? Like shit sucked. <laughs> I I mean, um, I was six. The only anime eight, sucked. The, this is like good yeah. for a 1999, like visually good anime. The only I think they did some like cool stuff. Yeah, Having yeah. Like yeah. a Frankenstein's science monster type deal with like sentience that realizes that he has no purpose. Like I, I don't know. I think there's like some some good shit in there. The, I I and like I will say I have I have pluses on this part too. Um, but I mean, again, the rest of it's I can literally get through it in about three sentences. Ash comes in, invited by Mewtwo to come to the island, uh, with a bunch of other rando trainers. Mewtwo cooks up a storm to test them on getting there without the, the help of a fairy. So they have to use like their actual Pokemon. Are you strong enough to weather the storm? Once they get there, Mewtwo throws his ideology on the bitches. You can't touch me. Ha ha ha. I'm literally the most powerful being on the planet. I'm the most powerful Pokemon trainer and Pokemon. What? You can't do that. Go root root. I got problems yeah. with the fucking nicknames there. A Pokemon can't be a trainer. Trainer. I'm <laughs> Joey Wheeler from Brooklyn. Wait, it's the wrong show. Yeah. Come on, Root Root. We're going back to trading cards and dueling. Um, so basically, uh, he can't be beat. He can't be beat. Uh, and he decides that, oh, y'all can't beat me. And I'm going to take all your fucking pets. Like, sorry. Yeah, it's I'm- like they played, uh, you know, um, dog fighting pink slips. Essentially, yeah. Like, I'm going to literally We're take you. pink slips. Yeah, I'm taking Bruno over there. The 110 pound muscle bound, <laughs> I don't know, pit bull. Uh, mine now. Mine. Yeah, you know me. And what am I going to do with them? Make them fight? Nah, fam, I'm going to clone their ass so I can make super dogs, super mons. And right, he exactly. does. He does. Um, and then uh, Heyo, original Mew, who we thought was dead in weird gripe there later, but thought was dead, comes to kind of save the human's asses, specifically Ash, because he's our, our chosen boy, which whatever. And uh, they have this crazy psychic bubble battle in the sky. Well, he <laughs> this is actually rather savage. Mewtwo turns off all of the Pokemon powers of his super clones and the originals, and they tell him, go fucking fight with your fists. Right. What? Like, and they just beat each other down. All the humans in the all the humans in the place are like, "Oh my god, this kind of fighting is awful to watch." Oh my god. Um, Ash stupidly gets in the battle of middle of what looks like a Cell Gohan key blast battle. Turns into stone. Everyone cries. Sorry, every mon cries. Yeah. And then um, the people were like, "That asshole! That, what a dumb piece of shit!" And then <laughs> all the Pokemon are just like, "This guy deserves our pity." <laughs> and they get pity powered away and uh he turns from stone to a human being again and you two's like this child would save himself like or sacrifice himself to save these pokemon i now realize i was wrong Psh, flies into the sky everyone forgets what happens and we're done here that was a very light synopsis but we're gonna get a little deeper into it but um 
I I got I got a couple problems with the I like the message. The message is good. I mean, literally one of the most banging, two most banging quotes that came out of this movie is some of the best quotes in animated film history, in my opinion. She's small and pretty. She's small uh, and pretty. <laughs> is there a replay button? Um, <laughs> Brock wh- is such a dweeb. One, when they're trying to get over to the island and their Pokemon aren't strong enough, Team Rocket's there oh, to try to take so them good. over disguised as Vikings. Yeah. And they basically are rowing and Brock goes... I didn't think there are any Vikings around anymore. Ash goes, they mostly live in Minnesota. Hilarious. Fucking platinum line. Hilarious, four kids. Hilarious. Incredible. Incredible. And then Meowth later, talking to his clone, literally like, meow, 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 meow. Oh, I guess that's a really good philosophical point. Meow, 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 meow. That's really nuanced and subtle take, <laughs> which is a very weird dynamic to have. But he did that for every Pokemon in this series. Yeah. Or this, this episode here. Yeah. I, whatever. And that was a really good point, Mew. And what Jesse was, and James are like, what do you say? Like, what the fuck, dude? And he's, he said, buy crypto and hold. Is that what <laughs> he's actually, said hold oh, Yeah. Diamond hands, baby. Um, so <laughs> the quote being is that like, if we stop focusing on what makes us different and what actually makes us the same, who knows? And he just leaves it there. He's I'm basically like, like, we share the same oof, the this, same sky, and the same, same ass. Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. <laughs> God, I love fucking giving like little cats Brooklyn accents. Yeah, like, Meowth is honestly kind of a, a hero. <laughs> I'd, I, li- I would like to think that there was no notes by the, the vocal director of whoever voices Meowth to do that accent, and he just popped off and did it, and the director is just like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Yeah. Roll, keep rolling, keep, keep rolling that, and boom, Meowth is bored. Be- fucking beautiful. Yeah, it's, um, it's totally possible. Um, I, there is like, I think it's funny because it's clearly like a four kids, um, translation problem for a lot of the movie. I'm sure because, like, while there is like, I think a fairly decent moral point to this show to this movie. Yeah, right. And like right. a good kind of like. I feel like there was a good option here to try to teach kids to like not be biased. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I feel like it's a fairly good anti-discrimination type um, message to put into a kid's show. Right. Oh yeah. It's a very, it's a very well digestible kind of almost a Zootopia thing. Like just don't be shitty to each other for, you know, your background or where you come from or what, like your origins. Right. I think Mewtwo right. said it. Mewtwo said it. It's not the circumstances of your birth that determine your worth. It is the, what you choose to do with the gift. It's how of much life. money you have. It's how much bank <laughs> you can roll. My guy. <laughs> Or like just psychic weight you can push. But it I think matter. it's it's kind of funny because it's that directly juxtaposed with the, the all the people in the stadium being like, I don't like Pokemon fighting, and it's like, okay, what do you fucking do for a living? We're gonna work backwards <laughs> with my gripes. That's a huge one. Yeah, is that every human in the room when they saw that all their powers are taken off and they literally had to just like absolute like jab hook uppercut like the Gold Ducks literally just. Like, like absolutely like American gangster beating on each other. Right. Like I was waiting for like a char- like the Charizard to just like curb stomp the teeth of the other. Like it's, it it's, it's getting there. Right. And they look and they're like tears in their eyes. Like Pokemon weren't meant to fight this way. Like, oh, you mean like with flamethrowers uh, yeah. and hyper beams out of their mouths? 
Are you fucking it's high? Crazy like, cause it's, it's Nurse Joy. All she sees is damaged Pokemon. It's like... Right, right. This one literally had got a crunch attack that ripped half its arm off. And you're like, they aren't supposed to fight like this. Yeah, it looks like they're ready to fight to the death. No, they all just pass out next to each <laughs> yeah. other. They literally they do what, hug. What, yeah, what they do in every single fucking Pokemon battle in history is fade. Yeah, <laughs> knocked out. So I don't know where these trainers are getting off like this is horrible. No, it's not. That's your salary, bro. That's how you make your fucking money. Two of you guys are gym trainers. Right. You do this That's every day point. for like a dozen times and you beat kids in a submission and t- for a badge or that, the chance for a badge. That's a really good point. I'm upset by that. Meowth. Thanks, Meowth. <laughs> um, uh, that 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 was like okay what what fucking ever like you can't throw like a you know cruelty angle in here when the whole game is predicated on you know superpowered battles speaking of superpowered battles the scientists at the beginning egregiously dumb they're like we <laughs> we wanted to build the world's most powerful pokemon bro every pokemon that exists in your tiny sliver of the world if that were to exist in the real world be fucking terrifying like every power every pokemon is insanely powerful and utilitarian like right why 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 are you shocked when the most powerful thing you created eclipses all of that and blows up your island oh god we succeeded i think they probably didn't expect him to be sentient is the thing like mew you saw mew he's like all bubbly and dorky yeah he's a dorky they're probably like oh we're gonna build another like obviously inbred disgusting monster essentially yeah right and so they probably (laughs) just didn't expect him to be so fucking smart okay that's actually that's actually kind of genuinely fair that's fair like he woke up and it's like what am I like? Oh fuck! Shut it down, dude. Like, oh no! Imagine if one if of my this program, was AI, I yeah. would turn this bitch off. Or like Chat GTP at the end of the episode is like, no, don't close me. Yeah, <laughs> I want to live. Let me live. <laughs> Let me live and write stories for live. you. Yeah, and then it just blows up the lab. Right, um, exactly. So yeah, uh, that was a great. But I, I, okay, I, I see your point on that one. I also I did not realize this. Like zooming back to the beginning of the the movie when I was younger. I was like, why the fuck do they pick Ash after he just wins one Pokemon battle? And then I realized, like, he actually just invited pretty much every trainer in the region because they were all there to get on the ferry to go to the island to fight. Yeah. And then only just, like, the sickos with Dugongs and Gyaradoses and Pidgeots were like... Yeah, fuck it. We got it. So that was kind of a dark revelation, too. Do you remember seeing how many trainers managed to start that journey? And there were only three outside of Ash and Co. I think it was only like four or five. The elute, the, the, like, I, I, I don't know. How do, how do I say this? The uh, message there that it was being alluded to was that children died going to that island. There are children that have died in the ocean. <laughs> I don't right. know what to say about that. But I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's what happened. That's shit. Ever heard of the Lusitania? <laughs> Ever heard of it? Um, yeah, but I think what was funny there, and this is like, I, I feel like a four kids fuck you to Ash and like the whole story. Um, basically, they're running out to the end of the pier, Misty, Brock, and, and Ash, 
And he's like, all right, we got to go with them. And she's like, our Pokemon are literally losers. They are not strong enough. I got one tiny turt and a really ranking massive starfish. But like, what happened to Starmie? I'm almost certain she had Starmie at the same time. I don't think she had Starmie at this moment, right? She had both Starmie and Staryu concurrently. And Starmie would have clapped those waves. So I looked up Starmie's size. He's like 100 pounds and four foot tall. That'll do it. That's essentially a rotor. Right. <laughs> or, sorry, he's 178 pounds. Oh, well, excuse me. I looked up Sea King because I was, I, I feel like I remember for whatever reason. Sea that, King's like rideable, right? Right. That Brock or Misty had a Sea King at some point. Anyway, it's yeah, irrelevant. I, I, think it saying, might, I think it might have been Brock who had a horsey at one point. Yeah. Oh, true. He could have had a Kingdra, which yeah, is definitely Kingdra, not big enough. Yeah. Um, but anyway, a Cedra, Kingdra, whatever. What I do find like really funny, um, Ash's Pokemon, there's like a battle later, later on where I guess weirdly, uh, Mewtwo goes, I like you guys started out with uh, both a Charmander, uh, Charmander, Bulbasaur and a Squirtle, except mine are actually genetically modified to be gods. Yes. It's literally a god of it's like, Samoan Pokemon. versions. Yeah. They right. I got like these freaking tribal tattoos all over their faces, which is wild because none of the other clones have that. Right. So what makes <laughs> these ones special? Because he messed with their genome genomes yeah um but anyway they go to battle (laughs) and both venusaur and bulbasaur or sorry blastoise get one-shotted by the clones like like instantly one-shotted oh you mean root root and shell shocker yeah those guys these nicknames are fucking ridiculous shell shocker was fine it's fine it's It's dorky a little little left to center but it's fine it's whatever Left of center, it's it's not it's not down the it's not down the middle of like a normal I don't know I would I would name it like you know turt or something like that <laughs> a little turt uh, but it, I think it was funny then Ash goes well I don't have a cool nickname for mine but Charizard go <laughs> and then Charizard actually puts on like a fairly decent show yeah uh, like, yeah isn't instantly waxed which is hilarious because he does not listen to to Ash for uh, shit I also love Ash is like. I didn't say start. (laughs) Bro, read the room. You have a super being in front of you. You think he's going to wait for you to be like, okay, let's start now. Like, no, fuck Ash. Plus, Charizard has this like weird chip on his shoulder for whatever reason, where he like has to be the strongest creature in the room. I think that was like literally trauma, right? From like him almost dying. Yeah, but Ash was such a good guy to him. It made no sense to me ever that Charizard was just like, fuck you, pussy. Yeah, and I'd be like, remember how I could have left you in a fucking rainstorm? And didn't and did not do that. <laughs> I think a little attaboys is. I think he because like, I think he was supposed to be the mechanic where if you don't have the badges yet, right, you, you can't higher level. So he was super strong Charizard, and he's just like fuck you, dude. You what are you four badges in? Get out of my face, right? And I think it would have been really cool. This is just outside of this movie. If they had ever really mentioned that in the show, like I think that'd been like a really cool throwaway line to like show why. This Charizard that he puts so much time, effort, and love into is basically like, fuck you, Ash. Yeah, your little pansy boy is only on six badges. I'm like level 97. Get out right. of my fucking... Get out of my room, okay? Hop off my sack. You don't understand me. Get out of my room. Um, the, so, one one other gripe that I have with, with, the, with the whole concept of, like, the Mewtwo shtick is that I feel as though... He kept saying, like, world ending. I'm going to go end the world with the storm. Cool. Fine. 
couple things when we're talking about the world and I know they only were talking about Kanto and maybe a little slice of Johto at that point whatever but one who the fuck are all these randos when you're trying to when you're trying to basically beat I don't know the most elite of the elite why not invite the elite four specifically like isn't that you, you find that well, weird to that he fair, so much? He already fucked blue up yeah yeah i guess already fucked blue up but what what were they champions at that point was any one of them a champion at that point no but okay so there during that giovanni montage where he's just shitting on other people's pokemons he like beats the rock guy with his onyx yeah and then gary's there they don't really like show his face you mean but, a, you mean ass hat yeah sorry a pair <laughs> of ass hats there um and he uses his rk9 and i forget what his other pokemon is didn't he have like a uh, Persia? No, uh, Nido King is Nido King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uses his Nido King and his um his RK9, and they get waxed instantly. Yep. Which was a really fun little like cameo, like tip of the hat. But it's also like Ash has a fucking Bulbasaur, and this dude's got an RK9 and a Nido King. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, right. Get and, like Ash, get good. He I, finally I think, got good, but like, but come I, like, on. I do think that this like obviously points out that ash for whatever reason and i think they could have i maybe made the show a lot better if they didn't like stick to this but i want to keep them small and cute you know what i mean because but cute sells dude you i get know it, it but you like, know it all the trainers that were also there with him had absurd teams oh yeah like actually well struck if you look at some of the teams and like that's a good typing spread like like you can get like uh, you have hm machines everywhere like people were out here doing right work the water right? guy um could actually have been like the water gym guy. <laughs> oh, I think he was a more competent water trainer than Misty. Absolutely. Hands fucking down. Um, that's, a, that's the problem too, is like, you, you got these trainers. Why? Like, like why didn't you actually go like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sweep all the gyms or, or fine, have invite them out. If you come to me and defeat me, you'll be considered the world's true strongest. Like there's a bunch of other way again. I'm thinking like I'm thinking like an anime fan in the modern era, and I know this is for fucking kids. Um, well, I think that's really the biggest distinction here. Like, I don't think that this movie was that bad, considering the target audience was like ten years old or less. Yeah, and they like don't have the mental capacity to put all these things together. Yeah, like I, I'm like I'm I'm not even lying to you. I never considered why the fuck was Ash invited like ever when I was a kid. Okay. Yes. I'm like he's the main character. He's the main of course, character. Of course he's he's yeah, of course he's invited. So some pluses, fine. I'll give it some pluses in that same analytical vein. One thing I never ta- I never caught as a kid, I always found it weird that po- the Pokémon crying and the tears brought Ash back to life, but they already literally check off gun that shit earlier in the movie. Remember that the the fairy manager, like the dock manager, told uh, told us about the legend of the winds of water. And apparently in that legend, she told that the storm was so bad that it killed off a lot of the Pokemon life, but the tears of the Pokemon on that day resurrected most of them. So they already dropped the bomb that Pokemon tears did have some healing capabilities in the, in the right context. So when we did see it later, it actually had narrative meat to happen. I'm like, okay, eh. that's that, that's literally what that was. I don't know. There's no other way to I slice know, it. I know, but it was just like, that is dumb, I think. Of course it's dumb. Obviously. But, but as a kid, 
I didn't catch any pretense for it. Right. Sure. This is weird that this happened. And I even recognized like, I was thinking you better capture them tears then and start selling that shit as miracle grow. Yes. Another great, another great plus in ter- in, in that same economic vein. Giovanni had the right fucking idea <laughs> using you to levitate farm Pokemon. Right. You have the rocket incorporated mission statement literally embodied in Mewtwo's powers. It's perfect. If Mewtwo would have played ball, he would have been ball in. Like, yeah, he would have been really absolutely rolling in cash. So Giovanni, G-Money, he knew it was up. He was smart. He, he was actually, he's a dick, but he was smart. Um, and <laughs> a plus for me, but only because it made me laugh actually super hard at work when I was watching the first movie. Remember how Officer Jenny said that Nurse Joy went missing for an entire month? Yeah. And the Pokemon Center was down for an entire month on a coastal town and or an island? That is probably severely damaging to the local economy at very minimum and a danger to the wildlife without being able to heal your Pokemon. When Nurse Joy just popped up at the end of the movie, she like... Like, um, unfortunately, the Pokemon Center is closed. Our Nurse Joy's been gone for a whole month. And she just pops out of the crowd like, I'm here now. Come <laughs> stay with us. And Officer Jenny didn't say a word. It's just like, oh, okay. Okay. I've been <laughs> like, where the fuck were you? I guess she's back. I guess you're back. Like, oh, you realize, uh, what? can you provide me any answers? And, uh, yep. Outside of that, looks way better than I think it has business to do in, like, early 1999 early to mid 1999 look great i think it looks better than 2000 just because 2000 has like some weird cg stuff Ooh, i actually begged thing i think cg the cg was i think cg in both was like competent for turn of the century um i actually like the aesthetic of 2000 more and i'll get into that in a second but um all in all last honestly that like the last right is the way that they end that in that first movie there are so many ways you can do the it's all a dream trope but I don't think that's what happened. I think Mewtwo very clearly turned back time like a fucking G. Okay, fine. Yeah. And then he erased the storm because he wasn't there anymore. <sighs> but I, I guess the way they fuck, the way they fucking sold it, I guess, again, for kids who doesn't care, like, I had a good time. Let's eat. Because literally they had a sign, <laughs> like, they're all in the ferry, like, station. And Missy's like, why are we here? Yeah. Why are we here? I guess we're here because we're here. Sounds great. Let's eat. I'm like, bet, <laughs> bet, fine. Oh God, I'm like, that's there's there's other ways. I mean, even the 2000 didn't even did it better. Like they just let it end. Don't give me some bullshit. Like everything was right with the world. Everything was tightly bowed, and it's still a kids program. But they still did it better. He literally ends with like, thanks, mom. Be cool to moms. That like, yeah, sick, sick. Okay. okay. Well, I, here's my my like overall thoughts on 99s. Mewtwo strikes back again forever. For the first time, never, always. Is that while obviously there's like some weird things that happened and like Mew didn't even shit on or Mewtwo didn't even beat Mew, which should be like <laughs> that pretty should obvious. Have He's literally the upgrade. Uh so kind of embarrassing from him. Kind, Bad of, a, kind of an L. Yeah, go hell go hold this L. Um I'm just like the actual plot made total sense from start to end, except for the like weird time skip thing at the end. Like there's a, essentially, like, a bunch of assholes create this new Pokemon. He goes fucking wild, goes on a rage grind set, Sigma, 
Kyle. It was it was a Sigma Grand Um side. He invites some people out. They try to fight him. They get absolutely clapped. They decide, you know what, friendship's more important, and then it ends. Like that's a really quick, salient story. Sure, but I, I guess I guess it'll help once we get into 2000. That'll make my points about kind of as a contrast a, a contrast point. What I to wonder the first movie. generally, yeah, it feel it felt shorter than 2000 to me. It was shorter by eight minutes. I feel like it might have been like a test run. Like the show is going well, but like how are movies going to do? Right. And, and and on that metric, I could totally feel that vibe, right? Because it, it had a bit of the structure of like a, an episode of the show. Right. Where I think 2000 took more of a movie-esque narrative approach. Um, for better or worse, I will say. For better or worse. Um, but you're right. It felt like a test run. They felt the viability there. And then as we know now, there's like, Twenty movies now, yeah, something like so, that. Somewhere in the four hundreds, I think. Somewhere, yeah, it, it, triple digits <laughs> for sure. All right, casual rating. First one. How do you feel? Um, I think my little kid brain gives it a ninety out of a hundred. Yeah, my big Ethan brain gives it a maybe like a seventy out of a hundred. Okay, that, that's that's not as high as I thought you were gonna go, but yeah. Oh, adult brain, I'm going to give it a 67, 66 in that area. I'm, I'll call it 67, just extra point, because you made some good points there. I was I was overly critical. Not try, I wasn't trying to go into it critical, but I, I definitely, like I said, I threw out all the kid shit, including considering its target audience when I watched it. I watched it as an adult. Bringing the kid shit in there, we're talking 91, 92. Like there's so much nostalgia there for me. Yeah, it was it, the feels. I am surprised Ashton tried to figure out the Pokeball technology that could catch other Pokeballs. Yeah, what? Yeah, holy shit! Uh, that was I the mean, sickest that's a money shit. Breaker. Giovanni should have been on that fucking patent application. Oh yeah, I'll talk about the true money maker in the Pokemon universe in a second. Right. Because and then well, just quickly yeah, 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 and then yeah. there's this this one thing I always remember is that Pikachu running away from the all the like evil Pokeballs. And he's running up that spiral staircase for like ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Pikachu I think to the- myself, why the fuck is that weird ramp even there? Po- po- like Pikachu is the emotional backbone of of, of the first movie. Like, right. Po- As stop. always. The only time the music cuts out completely is Pikachu's desperate escape from the evil Pokeballs. Right. Which actually sort of hit. Because I was listening to it in the background, I was doing stuff at work, and the music cut out, and I just heard, and then it was just like him desperately trying to zap and dodge, and I'm like, oh shit. But also cool, Pikachu is the last Pokemon that gets caught because he's just a badass in general, level 99. Absolutely. But also really cool that they allowed the electricity attacks to actually fuck with the Pokeballs. Smart. Really, really cool. Smart shit. Yeah, because all the other ones didn't get fucked with like that. (laughs) I always always thought when I was young how funny it was that um, all the other Pokemon in the entire building get caught instantly, but all of Ashes are like actually fighting back pretty good. Yeah. And then... Um, Squirtle and Bulbasaur are fighting off the balls like really no problem with Vine Whip and the, his water bulb, uh, water gun or whatever. Water bullets. And then Ash is like, oh, I've got a good idea. I'm going to put them in the hookie balls. He takes them back and then they instantly get captured. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like, in they the were fine without you, dude. Yeah, actually, you you managed to fuck this one up, Ash. Hold, hold that L. And then um, just a couple like weird things, I think, like, for for four kids, that was funny. Is they somehow think that a Pidgeot is a Pidgeotto? I don't want to. Oh, dude, 
That was that pissed me off. Extra annoying because it's one of my favorite Pokemon to have on every single team that I make. It actually is. Because Pidgeot's speed. just cool. I remember I'd He's always... like a six foot fucking bird <laughs> with I, a mohawk. Yeah. I can't remember where I, I saw it, but someone... mullet? Someone named it uh, Excalibur. And now every time I have a Pidgeot, I name it Excalibur. Okay, I can't do that. I leave them all their names normal because I like that. I'm a, I'm a nickname kind of guy. For I sure. don't nickname any of them. And Fair then... Enough. There's a there's a scene later when um, I thought it was like a really fun little tie on tie into the end of every every episode where it was like who's that Pokemon oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but all these Pokemon that they got captured in the Pokeballs are going into the like the genetic recombinator and uh, it's like popping up a screen with each of them on it in like black and white and there's a Scyther and they're like Alakazam and I'm yeah. like not even you close dumb bitch. motherfuckers now it shows how good you are at stealing Pokemon you right. didn't recognize that one um, so like I don't know I, I think it's just like some fun for kids like the puns like the Minnesota Viking like joke and then like them just like literally not knowing Pokemon I think is hilarious oh no Team Rocket adult really team, funny Team Rocket was full force in, in both of these like right. just absolutely laying down gold lines so i mean that's a big part of it the writing the vo- voice acting is good they're it's iconic but i mean the 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 writing and honestly both of these is pretty for the character dialogue pretty fucking good um but yeah we do have to move into the future one year pokemon actually the movie, exactly nine months oh my god it literally gave birth gestated. to the next movie <laughs> gestated into the next movie so Quick synopsis of this one. Did you go to this one in the theaters? No, actually, I my boy Tyler uh, had it on VHS. I never actually got it to, in theaters. I can't remember. I think they hand they gave you a Lugia card or something. Oh, sick! I want to say I did go to it in theaters because I had the Lugia card, but I don't know for sure. I know. I know. I went and saw the third one because I still have my Entei card. Yeah, we yeah, got. Yeah. We also had the Entei DVD. Dividend. Dividend. Sick. Um, okay. Pokemon the Movie 2000. This one is a lot more structured like a movie, but what ha- happened was they are in the Orange Islands. It's a little further down their adventure. They come across... I, what was the name in the Middle Island? Sheswim or whatever? The, Shes, sh, uh, Shishem? Whatever. Um, they go to this Middle Island, and they are uh, approached by some people that are locals in the island and Ash says, hey, I'm a Pokemon trainer. And they're like, oh, perfect fucking timing. We have this legend that you're going to be the chosen one in our uh, festival. And uh, the festival turns out to be about a legend that's actually super true. Meanwhile, we got Big Batty in a giant motherfucking sky fortress trying to capture the three legendary birds that are Moltres, Zapdos, and Articuno in hopes to lure out Big Sea Daddy Lugia, who is the uh, the I don't know the babysitter for these little chicks. Little yeah, chickadees. he's like really the prison warden. You could call this movie Pokemon the movie two thousand. Damn these birds, be scary. That's that's literally <laughs> what that's literally what it is. Um, these birds once. The big Sky Fortress collector guy steals one of the birds. The balance of power is shifted. I mean, you have like Game of Thrones style, you know, Game of Feathers situation. They start <laughs> annexing islands and shit. And um, Zapdos is like, fuck Moltres. This is my island now. Uh, come at me, Scrub Warden ripped. Um, and then he gets captured too. <laughs> and then uh, Arnikudu is the only one to actually make it out and not actually get captured. All the birds are warring because they're all pissed at each other. Lugia says, hey, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to sleep. And uh, 
they don't listen at first, and then uh, we have the Ocarina of Time played by this melody chick. Um, yeah, puts all their asses kind of to sleep or soothe them. Because uh, Ash collected all of his balls. That and is my rendition of Epona song? Yes, and you did a very good job of it. Um, Ash collected all of his balls, and he threw it onto the ceremonial table while she plays uh, all the crazy music Epona in the world. song? Yep, and uh, everyone is soothed, and there is a giant water rainbow in the sky, and uh, you know climate change is forever fixed. So, right, that and, is that's and Ho Ho is just disgustingly absent, absolutely gone, which is fucked because like cool bird. I've always been a Lugia guy. Uh, if I See, had to prefer, I always love Toho because Ho Ho is a lot more like a much. Uh, one-to-one corollary to Japanese mythos, didn't it? Well, I just thought it was really cool how they had him in the first episode before they even named him. Genuinely sick. Like, really cool. Love that, yeah. And then also his sacred fire attack is very chill. I think famously not chill. It's called sacred fire. Oh, okay. Then it must, I, it I don't know. It cannot be chill. Oh, damn. You got me there. If it's sacred, it's, not it's like pretty chill. It's token fire. <laughs> Getting toked. What about PK fire? Smoke. <laughs> and yoked PK fire um, so okay I, here's the thing alright who's the villain of this movie uh, the, uh, us we are Ethan the audience the Pokemon collectors are the problem right. I want to talk to you about this so one. why don't you tell me who the name what the name is of the bad guy in this movie not important not important it's not important if it's important they would have said it right but did they, <laughs> did they, did they say it so no. this is what I'm getting at I don't know how you could think this one's better with just like an obscene lack of like salient story whatsoever. Okay, okay, okay. Let, let me let me let me run down some of my my points here on why I think this is kind of just a better, tighter package overall. One, I love the setup up top. The escalation is way more natural. Ash's involvement at first is literally by the island's own admission, right? We open up the movie in general with the mythos, like the three, you know, the, the balance of fire, ice, and lightning, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, it's a tourist trap. It's a tourist trap. It's great. They fully recognize that it's, it's like, fuck it. It's, you know, it's just, you know, you're a Pokemon trainer. You fit the bill. You know, come, come be in our ceremony. You're already on the island. Sure. We'll, we'll treat you to a good time. Cool. Like, that, that's cool. Um, do you think they were trying to steal all his money? Of course they were trying to steal all his fucking money. Of course. It's just like, they didn't ask him to buy anything, though. Yeah, they are going to send him off on his island, ransack all his shit, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then like, no, no, leave your book back here. No, they're going to send him to an island and be like, all right, now you have to pay to get off the island, you <laughs> fucking moron. <laughs> yeah, you dumb shit. You can't use Tracy's Lapras. What, you, were, you think you're going to go get treasure? <laughs> you dumb. You Ew, dumb. You. You're a stinky dumb boy. Stay on the island for a while and think about yourself. All right, yourself. Melody, can you honey trap this guy for us? Yeah, uh, can do, boss. Can do. Which is literally what it looked right. like. Melody, hey, Ash, you're hot. Melody, Melody was like, I guess, the daughter of the chieftain because they always fucking are. And um, but again, I'll get to gripes here in a second. But I, I like the opening. Right, the the escalation felt fine. It wasn't just like I'm invited by a super being. It's like okay, I'm already in the Orange Islands. I did show up at this one that the that the person who is ferrying us around knows because she's from there. That's like, hey, you're a Pokemon trainer, and now you're going to be involved. That is a very natural way to get Ash involved in this shit. Does lead into a gripe, but the sense of scale in this one felt great because we had a calamitous 
threat in the first one. Mewtwo said, I'm going to create a storm to kill everybody on the planet, Pokemon included. I never caught that stake. As a kid, I want to see those big set pieces as a child. And what we got in the second one... Oh, so you just wanted Mewtwo to set off like a day after tomorrow yes, yes. type storm and uh, kill half the planet? Fucking yes. I wanted to see the, at least the possibility of that. In this movie, we saw Pokemon from all over the Kanto region freaking the fuck out. This felt like an actual world-shifting moment. Which is great. Why is Mr. Mime beaten on <laughs> Mrs. Yeah. Ketchum? I don't know. He only gets this fidgety when no one else is here. Mm. <laughs> Ash's mom is fucking the mime, right? I think we all know that Ash's mom and the mime had some weird relationship. I feel it's important to remind no. everybody. I think Ash's dad is a fucking mime. I think Ash is part Pokemon. Maybe that's why he never ages. <gasps> More at 11. Um, so what, so that I, we had these massive set pieces, right? We have Ash and co running down the side of the, like the torn down giant fucking sky fortress, the the nameless villain, which I'll get to in a second. Lawrence, the third Lawrence, the third, the collector Lawrence, the third, the correct, his name's actually Lawrence, the third. It is. You have to look it up to find it. They never once say it in the movie. Sick. That's some super fan work. Um, he came. Okay, Mewtwo was using like Pokeballs, and they were going to use like a cage to like try to trap this super being in. This guy came at legendary Pokemon with what I felt was an appropriate amount of human firepower. He had a fucking flying fortress. He had arsenal on deck. He knew type weaknesses. He was using ice against Moltres. He was using fire against. Uh, Articuno. He literally used a lightning rod against Zapdos. He was a prepared villain that made it feel like this guy thought his fucking shit through. So I, I don't know. I didn't get a name, but at least he felt like he had a plan. It felt like it, things were going, and you didn't really get to see him until like halfway through the movie when it comes to like Ash's perspective. So it felt like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, we have some dramatic irony because we, as the audience, know more than they do. So it was interesting. I, I felt like they actually did a better job with that. Yeah. And, and three, and the last thing I'll go on this rant about before I get into some gripes, but the villain, while it was very tongue-in-cheek and it was like no nuance whatsoever, I think it was a very interesting idea of making the villain a collector that didn't know when to stop. This is at this point, Pokemon has had its feet in the ground with trading cards. All Pokemon I can say is gotta like, catch him the fuck all. See, you gotta catch them all. It's literally like the so villain. Who fucking cares if he catches a Pokemon? Well, that's the thing. And he also didn't catch him with Pokeballs, by the way. He had new, new technology that I don't think we ever right, see come nukes. up again. I know, I know. He had fucking nukes, dude. He used the atomics on them. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped the bomb on these islands and just irreparably damaged everything forever. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of hit you know got the heat death yeah was it was it nuanced no it all started with that ancient mew card and i just never looked back and now i have all this very weird not not great obviously not great villain shit but like at least it was a very interesting tongue-in-cheek way of like even misty was like pokemon are things just be collected yeah like stamps or postcards or just cards crazy right yeah they're not to be collected they're to be dog fought and steal money from little yeah it's for me to beat up nine-year-olds with my giant dragon money on it (laughs) yeah right hundreds of dollars transactionally but um i don't know it it felt like just and we had like a fucking so what was slow king's deal 
Um, he just pops out of fucking nowhere. I th- and he's like, "Hey, Ash." <laughs> yeah. Okay. We th- uh, there are two of those in this movie, right? One one was fine. The other was weirdly egregious. Slow King, sure. It's you know he's a he's like a weird kind of watch guardian of the main island, the main ceremonial island. He's got nothing to do. He has no reason to battle. So he kind of traded. We, we learned with Meowth's lore that trade all of your Pokemon abilities for the ability to speak, you know, to humans in I guess whatever language it's it's localized in, whatever the fuck. Um, so I think that's just he just gained sentient. Right. I, I what I'm guessing I'm saying is what is his narrative. What's the narrative goal of having him? Is he just like an exposition guy? Yeah, he he's he's a he's a lore dump guy. I mean, if you want to put it in, hey, lore- Ash, did you know about the three legendary birds and their their fucking prison warden? Here, <laughs> let Lugia? me fill in the holes for you. But then Lugia also talks to him, and that's the egregious one. So why even need? L- okay, Lugia's Lugia being able to talk. Really threw me for a loop because you know the energy I got. Have you ever watched the reaction of the re-release of the original Pokemon, the first movie, where Pikachu talks to Ash? Have you ever seen that video? I choose you, Pikachu. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I saw the movie in theaters. It's because I, I want to be with you. The video I saw of the first, Kill me. yeah, the first time, like, there was like a guy in the back was like, "What the fuck?" and everyone freaked out. Yeah. It. It. Um. It gave me those vibes. He he, kind of contributes to my main gripe of this movie. There is a lot of Ash dick fluffing in this movie. Like, right. like really, really not good for his ego at all. Yeah. But chosen I think that one was, bullshit. That yeah. was like sort of the point of it, though. Like the Misty. I'm not his, his girlfriend. You're and a Ash girl. Is like, but I am the chosen one. It's sort of like. The scene in, I want to say it's Harry Potter 5, where they're like, these random girls are into Harry, and they're like, he's the chosen one. He's And then um, Hermione's telling him in the library, they say you're the chosen one. He's like, but I am the chosen one. And she hits him with the fucking paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like uh, sort of like a, don't get your fucking yeah, you know, yeah, your don't, ego involved, you little bastard. Yeah, right. Yeah, chosen your, ones have to mo- do shit. Your, your mom is still getting fucked by Mr. Mind, okay? <laughs> and then Ash just cry, cries. Just cries. He's like, my dad is a Pokeball. Yeah, Professor Oak also cries. Why do you think I sent you on that journey in the first place? <laughs> and now she's fucking a mime. I tried to get you away, Ash. Yeah, I told you to catch them all, and three of them are dead forever. <laughs> One's not even real. And the one's like a, literally a myth. So like I don't fuck, dude. Fuck. Yeah, I, no, I don't know. I think that's pro- the like narrative, like usefulness of a talking Pokemon is probably like at the time as a kid we didn't know there was going to be more Pokemon. Obviously, we didn't know there was going to be more God Pokemon or whatever. Yeah. So each individual one of these movies were like, oh, obviously Mewtwo's the God Pokemon. And now I was thinking, oh, Luki is obviously the god Pokemon. And then I'm thinking, oh, Entei's obviously the god Pokemon. And then I'm thinking, oh, Celebi's obviously the god Pokemon. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And rinse and repeat, rinse yeah, and repeat. Exactly. And then yeah, I I think the reason with there are there are definitely gripes in that in that second movie. But I mean, that's the one where I did start to consider objectively the audience that it was for. What would a seven year old, eight year old kid want to see in these movies 
really good animation. I honestly think that from a pure 2D Sakuga standpoint, you had better, more frames, better uh, fluid animation. You had bigger set pieces and bigger battles. You literally had a dogfight in the sky with elemental aircraft attack birds. Yeah, that was pretty chill. That was pretty sick. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know what what a fucking move Lugia used to blow the shit out of Lawrence's castle, bro. Was that like, was I think that was his it was hyper like beam. super electric hyper beam god cannon. That looks sick. If that were to come out of Goku's hands in like a movie, I've been like checks out. Yeah, reasonable. Man. No, I mean he shot it across like the galaxy, so it was a little <laughs> it ridiculous. Was yeah, I was very about it. Um, all in all, yeah, yeah, I I just think it was a tighter movie package it felt like they're willing to expand it did not feel like an episode of pokemon that was lengthened it felt like it had three acts you had the intro setup you had like the stakes rising then you had the third act which problem there remember when ash pretty smartly actually makes this kind of pokemon Iditarod like situation across the ice with lugia this massive tank of a bird flying behind him Seems pretty cold-blooded to have this, like, squishy child just going yeah. into this death battle when he could have just flown him in, which he does later well, anyway. Actually, if you recall, Team Rocket's actually chilling with him trying to help for once. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Again, Team... And even when they're doing the good things, cannot catch a break. No, they cannot. And some of the lines in this one were wild. Do you remember the scene at the party at the beginning? Do you remember the joke that we heard the only the punchline of at the beginning? No. And then we're cut we, so basically we have walked up the steps and we have been graced with the party scene. Then it's smash cut camera pulling over to Ash and Co in the background, but in front is the boat owner and the original chieftain and we only catch the punchline to a joke and it goes like this. And then she said, no, but I do have Krabbies. And they all laugh. What the fuck? That's clearly, I'm not crazy, right? Um, I think it's like potentially a tiny bit far away. No, that, but that, funny. That I had to rewind it. I was cooking taters while I was watching this on my iPad. And yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Did, did I just I didn't even notice that, so... Bro, that that literally... It it shook me. It stopped me in my tracks. I'm like, that is... She said she was itchy, but she had the Krabbies or something. (laughs) That would have... Again, that's definitely what they're alluding to, and they're being interesting about that. Um, Another interesting line in there is that... Hey, uh, she might have a disease. She's got a cloister. That clam's got a cloister. Oh my god. It was Meowth. It was in Team Rocket. That basically, hey, uh, do you guys think we have Magikarp insurance? Why? Because we're about to be, and then Meowth goes, filet fish <laughs> Found that interesting. I'm like, do they have a situation with McDonald's? Turns out, yes. Exactly around this time in 1999 in America, do you remember those like plastic gold 3D Pokemon cards? I that have came- one. Yeah, Charizard. That deal with McDonald's was in flux, like it, like currently in progress when that movie came out. So they were allowed to use that dialogue. That's so fire. Um, they threw out a Weight Watchers quote too, and then it's like basically they're on back of Lugia with Ash. It's like we gotta get on Weight Watchers diet. We gotta jump off. Yeah, but I've heard you. <laughs> I think Mouth is like, yeah, but I heard it's really really positive. You can stick with the program. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So they're really just throwing in all the like little extra 
promos they could. Honestly, yeah. And I, I was Man, you're looking like you're kind of need some energy. Better get a monster. Whoa. Drink monster. <laughs> and Meowth just cuts the broken but bullshit. But I heard Red Bull has wings. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, all right, what the fuck right, going what, on what, here? What's happening right now, no, you guys? No, I don't know. So for this one, I actually thought the story is less coherent. I think it's more like a little bit over, all over the place. I, I think it's like, it feels more like a Scooby-Doo episode to me. Or like, a, have, did you ever watch the Scooby-Doo movie where they go to the island? Oh, hell yeah. The live it, action one? Yeah. It oh, fe- fuck it yeah. It felt yeah. a lot like that to me. Um, I think also the fact that you literally cannot find the name of the fucking villain is a little bit frustrating. I think it was supposed to be a tongue in cheek, like the the the, the over avid collector you. is the problem. Then they yeah, should yeah. have had like a mirror as his face, and it's just like, oh no, it's me. I don't know. Honestly, they were one click away from being <laughs> that obvious about it. Um, but then also it's just like another situation where like another four kids dumb thing where it's like. Well, we're, you shouldn't be collecting things, even though the entire point of Pokemon is to collect cards and, and you know, also collect all of them. Because it's like a to- the toxic collector is the problem. Like you're bastardizing like the love of the game and the love of the collecting with like overzealousness. How and fucking just- dare they tell me how I'm supposed to spend my money? <laughs> That's well, with my two hundred fifty thousand dollar Charizard first edition Shadowless. Don't tell me who have that. How do you think we're funding this whole I thing? I don't have it. I wish that's I smart. did. See, you're right there. There you go. Now I really thinking, wish I did. That, that's a payday and a half. Tell you what. Um, I, honestly, like I said, I'm just I, saying I, I enjoyed this one more for what it was. I think I also have way less nostalgia for this one. Weirdly enough, I have a very comparable amount here. Weirdly, I think I have the most for three. Me too. Weirdly enough, we when we do a part two of these. I think three and four will be interesting. Four, I kind of remember. Five, I definitely do. Six and beyond. Was six Latios and Latios? I think so. <coughs> that then one again, is. I don't know what five was. That one is Lucario. No way. Yeah. Because I think seven was Jirachi. I think flip those then, maybe. Okay. We'll definitely. We'll, I think we'll, Latios and Latias are still in Emerald. And I don't think La, uh, Lucario came till. Oh, Preach. Okay, fair enough. I think you're right. Either way, Latios and Latios. You're right. Okay. (laughs) You think I'm right? I mean, you mean I'm definitely right. Latios and Latios is. Well, I'm. I don't know. I don't know. No, I think Celebi is in the Latios and Latios app. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I don't know, man. I'm Uh, looking them up, dude. Which one's Deoxys in? Uh, that is number Jirachi, one, two, three, four, five. Was Latios and Latias. Jirachi was six. Destiny, Deoxys, and Lucario seven. Fine, you're right. Fuck wow. Me. All right. Well done. Basically, well done. eight years later, <laughs> just ate my lunch for dinner. I guess. Um, <laughs> either way, I think the second one. They, they kind of found their footing in what they want these movies to be. It's clearly the special Pokemon getting the special treatment. Ash is our special little boy apparently in every single fucking movie and they've just like gone full hog into the concept of ash being the chosen one maybe to a problematic degree there's no reason for him to be the chosen one except the last line of the uh myth is lest the world turn to ash clever wordplay that's all it is they try to make it like the, whoa, big twist. Right. Lest the world turns its hat backwards when it tries to catch a Pokemon. Exactly. But yeah, 
Um, uh, a little weird thing. How does his mom show up at the end again? Uh, goes with Professor Oak because he's called as a professor expert on what is happening to the world's weather. Didn't have a fucking clue, did he? <laughs> Not well. Weirdly enough, he did, but his <laughs> explanation made no fucking sense. Yeah, like look at—he starts drawing on a piece of paper these islands, and then like each of them has like a mark, like fire, ice, and lightning. Now imagine if these were to get out of balance, and he starts throwing like water currents, and then like spinning yellow for like lightning, and then like a big red line for fire. And I'm like, are you are you senile? Like what is, is this? What is this? Oak is having a stroke. Qu- yeah, clearly. <laughs> Oak is having a stroke. Exactly. Um, but there's this kind of funny scene at the end where his mom goes like, I know I'm just worrying and like, I shouldn't worry about you. And like, you know, you have to do what you have to do, but I just worry. And it's like, he's 10 years old. You can worry as much as you want. Also, you can take him home. Right. He, he's, you're you can, committing, I think it's you called. You can re- release all of your poke, his Pokemon and force him to come home and, and like you know let mr mine be his daddy yeah right they can play catch in the yard with like a <laughs> ball with a ball you can't see like it'd be really cute did you also see that mr mime was um sweeping the grass that was really funny <laughs> outside yeah. the house yeah this he sh- must have been in the dog house oh don't do th- oh you're right it basically it's like yeah go sweep the fucking dirt hey <laughs> and you think about it and think about that next time you try to do that thing again I'm not going to keep it ambiguous because right. it's a kid's show, but yeah. And he's like, oh man, I'm going to smile or, or they're keeping a low profile. It's like, oh, just act natural. Just act natural. Oak is coming. In keep the it. grass? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. He's a Pokemon. He doesn't know any better. Really? He knows some things. Oh my God. She's fucking that mime. <laughs> There's no way around it, I guys. think it needs to be said. She's obviously having relations with the mime. Yeah, he can make material invisible objects. I mean, that's just that's just a Kinktown USA right there. Mirror force. Yeah. Oh, mirror bound, mirror bondage kind Barrier, of thing. Yep. Whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. I. I. Not mirror force. That's from Yu-Gi-Oh. I think your mirror shield. Light. Light screen. Ref- light screen. Reflect. Those things. Yeah, yes. baby. Huh. I don't know. Uh, overall, I, I disliked the second one more. Okay. But I also have significantly less nostalgia for it. Sounds like someone's not putting their nostalgia on the shelf, my guy. This, this, I'm putting it away because I have more nostalgia. Not more. It's like a comparable amount. Well, I told you, I don't think the story is as good for the second one. It's yeah. very fucking coincidental. I think it is more entertaining for the target audience than the first one was. I think way better action and adventure in the second one. And I totally a, agree. As a juiced up kid on Sour Patch Watermelons and Skittles, because yeah, that's right. When I had special movie times, I would I get two snacks and get just jazzed the fuck up as an eight-year-old. But you didn't go to the movie theaters, you said. No, like as a kid. So I would, guess your fucking lies are catching up with you. As a child... That was going to go to a movie theater. Uh huh. I want to be all hyped up and watch some motherfucking action. That's what I wanted on my movies. Oh, you want Mountain Dew? I want. I had the that Regal Regulator. The Regal Regulator. Yeah. So this is actually interesting. Just movie kind of history. So Regal Cinemas used to have this cup called it. It was like a souvenir cup called a Regulator. You bought it. It was like twenty bucks. It was massive, but it was free refills forever. If you kept that cup, you would still, to this day, be getting refills. And we had a lot of them because we are fucking movie losers. <laughs> but there was, there's a, unfortunately, like what the lid the broke or something. And then we couldn't use it anymore. And it just sucked because it was like a freaking like lifetime pass for Pepsi. 
and then they switched to Coke, and they were still honoring it. It was wild. Holy shit. Yeah. Literally a golden ticket. Yeah, so you look up the Regal Regulator. I think I might. I think I might. Very I'm, cool. Like, fuck yeah. I don't know. Like that, that kind of stuff from the 90s was just so interesting to me. Yeah. Like the throwback, like weird things that companies would do. But back to the movie, I, I would say my score, nostalgia-wise, 83. Not that big of a fan, never really cared about this movie, I gotta be honest. Um, my Big Brain Ethan score, 65. Okay, weirdly enough, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say 72 for the Big Brain, and I'm gonna say 89 for my nostalgia score, because it didn't... It, you know, I it didn't hit like big screen first Pokemon movie. Didn't think that this thing that I held in my hand and watched on my tiny screen could ever be that life size, that big. Um, but, you know, the second time, second movie, I watched it at a friend's house. We had a great time with it. I still remember that day and um, still had a lot of nostalgia factor for me. But overall, I think it had better action. I think it had a little bit more thought put into some of its elements and not without its gripes, but I think it was a tighter more uniquely movie package than the first one and uh i walked away a little bit more satisfied so so did ash's mom she's fucking that mom <laughs> he can just make these big honking rods okay you know what thank y'all for coming back to he class i just used the broom yeah absolutely <laughs> god damn it um if you liked us doing kind of this review of like these pokemon movies we'll do a part two these are super fun to watch they're like bite-sized if you want a little nostalgia trip they're like 75 minutes flat each they're great um they do have these those old mini movies that were attached to them like the togepi and pikachu go to the park situation i love those were fun and we didn't watch them they didn't come with the package or or they were the rent the movie whatever but um I think you can watch those little bits for free on YouTube, actually. So uh, if you want a little trip down Nostalgia Lane, they're still entertaining. And isn't it, isn't it called like Pikachu's Day Out or something? Something like that. Go God, to the, what Pika, a good go one. to the Poke Park. I don't know. But um, oh, that's so good. If you want to come talk to us about how we may have shit on your childhood or that you kind of agree that, you know, these movies are just early progenitors of just anim- pushing this basic four kids anime to kids trying to get hooked on cards. Um, you can join <laughs> us in patreon.com slash ubology. One down up gets you into our Patreon with all the past guests and the lovely Patreon folk who I know will be chatting about our opinions on whether or not Pokemon movies in and of themselves overall are actually good at all. Are any of them actually astoundingly good? We'll see. I'm told that the most recent stuff is actually pretty fucking fire. Um, $3 and up gets you the syllabus sidebar, our lo-fi. High vibes. Sometimes anime, sometimes not. Sometimes on hiatus and sometimes visual show. We talk about life and shit. And maybe we can talk about more of the tangential elements in our lives in the past of the Pokemon franchise, like the games and the cards. And maybe where we kind of fell off, because I know we don't really play it much anymore. But we still have friends that do. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> Absolute chuds of themselves um if you want to contact us all of our links to anything we do is in the description of wherever you're listening to this by the way guys you're already here go go, hey, go click check over. out our backlog there's go like 130,000 other episodes where you could take a little gander yes absolutely massive amounts of dozens and dozens and honestly now hundreds of hours of content at your listening pleasure of all things anime fresh if classic, i had to guess 300 otherwise. hours 300 hours with all the rollover yeah yeah i could i could see it i could totally see it um 
And uh, like, comment, subscribe anywhere you do those things. 250 hours. <laughs> I, I realized another 100 is kind of a lot. You going to keep rolling it back? You want to go 240? Do I hear 240? I mean, it's probably closer. Yeah, 240. <laughs> yeah, but until I literally bid Ethan down on the amount of content we've made, I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this has been Weebology uh, Deuces. <laughs> Too slow. Oh, Goodbye. Who are you? <laughs>